Hello, and welcome to Bangers, the video game podcast where we talk about games in which you shoot things. Good games, bad games, and mad games. This season, we're going back in time to alternate versions of history. And this week, we're taking the worst package holiday ever as we return to Castle Wolfenstein. Shooter published by Activision and developed by Grey Matter Interactive. Ooh, and it has an average Metacritic score of 79.33 recurring. Released in 2001 for the PC, in 2002 for Mac OS X, and in 2003 for the Xbox and PlayStation 2. James, why are we talking about Return to Castle Wolfenstein? That's an old game. How is that relevant? There's a Wolfenstein game soon that I'm probably not going to play on release, but we'll eventually get around to. Yeah, as of this, if everything goes to plan, as of this episode coming out, there will be Wolfenstein Youngblood releasing uh, in two days' time. So that's something to look forward to. And it looks kind of awesome. It's being uh, co-developed um, with Arcane, and uh, I think we both love a bit of Arcane, so we can see what that's about when that uh, when that launches. And the more recent Wolfenstein games have been generally pretty good. I've enjoyed them. I've had some issues with them, but on the most part, I've enjoyed them quite a bit. Yeah, I really enjoyed the New Order. I was really surprised. Didn't expect to care for it at all. I thought my Wolfenstein days were well behind me, but yeah. Uh, Wolfenstein the New Order was seriously really really good I I think some people have some iffy opinions about New Colossus but um, and by iffy I don't mean uh, they are wrong I just mean that it didn't seem to sit as well with people as the New Order did but how did you play Return to Castle Wolfenstein? well I've played Return to Castle Wolfenstein before. Um, I, I have a, as well. When it was a pretty current game. Um, I got it off GOG because I couldn't find my discs. Yeah, it was, fair, it was fairly big when we were kids as well. Like, if you were into PC gaming and you're our age, like, when this game came out, it was a, uh, it, it was a reasonably big hit on the, uh, on the playground. It had a pretty popular multiplayer mode as well which eventually got a sort of standalone expansion release in Wolfenstein Enemy Territory. Yeah. And I mean, it's a game that has shooting tits and zombies, so yeah, most kids are going to be going crazy over that. But how did you play it this time around? I got it off GOG and I just installed it and it worked. Yeah, I did the same. Uh, I played it on my Mac. Um, it it worked, which is fantastic for a software that's, you know, coming up to 20 years old nearly. That's fantastic that it just kind of worked off the bat. It uh, it played really well on Mac as well, so I, 
I sorry PC fanboys, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I do tend to play a lot of things on my Mac because it's my most powerful machine. Well, it had a Mac release even back when it was originally out. It did. It was before the the grit split. You know, uh, it has a Linux release as well. It's available on Xbox, PlayStation Two, Windows. So you can get it mostly anywhere, um, it and it will run. We didn't check out the console version, which does have an additional mission. Uh, it has like a prequel mission, um, but neither myself or James played that version. So sadly, you're out. Look, if you can get those versions, then the developers do consider them the most complete versions of the game. Um, so maybe that's something to look out for. I'm not sure, given how the gameplay feels i'm not sure entirely how well it would work because uh, it's still in the you move 50 miles an hour and you need to be quite pixel perfect with your aiming yeah uh with that should we get into it video game what is return to castle wolfenstein well it's set during the second world war in which you are i'm going to say the name wrong it's the office of secret Actions, <laughs> which I keep getting confused with the Office of Secret Intelligence from Venture Brothers. Yeah, you are the Office of Secret Actions. I kept calling them Orifice. I don't know why, <laughs> but I got it into my head. Maybe I dreamt it. I got it into my head that Blaskowitz, um worked for Orifice. So, yeah, you play as a US Army Ranger BJ Blaskowitz the staple protagonist for the Wolfenstein series, and you are a member of Orifice. Which is a sort of allied secret service thing, loosely based on things that were real but obviously fictitious. And you've been sent to investigate Castle Wolfenstein, which is a medieval castle in Germany and is fiction, fictional. Yeah, you're trying to take down like Nazi paranormal madness and uh, I think this is the part of trying to describe the story where we say fuck the story because the game well, the game says fuck the story because it commits the cardinal sin James it commits the cardinal sin are you talking about the cutscene sin there is no story in this game because Video games are not movies. You should deliver story and narrative through play because that's what a video game is. The only story in this game are delivered through cutscenes. So you I don't... wouldn't go so far. I would say almost all of the story is delivered through cutscenes. There's two other ways it delivers story. Okay. One is the Nazis write passive-aggressive notes to each other. Yes, they do that. That you can read. And two is that the Nazis sometimes talk to each other and you can overhear this if you haven't shot them already. Yeah, but ultimately... But most of the story happens in cutscenes. The story is completely irrelevant as well. It is so forgettable. I've played this game four times throughout my life. I don't know the ins and outs. Basically, you're playing as a US Army Ranger who is taking down some Nazis and uh, hijinks happen, paranormal shit goes on. The That's Nazis all you need to know. The Nazis are trying to 
make magical super soldiers with occult madness as they are wont to do in Pulp Fiction? It's video games. This is this is just video games. It's Nazis in video games. Can you remember when Nazis were in video games and the internet didn't get weird about it? Yes. Yes, I can. There isn't that much to be said about uh, about the storyline, the premise. If you played any Wolfenstein game, you sort of know what to expect in terms of its thematics. Well, I could see someone who's only played the new ones being pretty surprised at how not seriously this game takes itself. Yeah, but... Yeah, okay, so if you're if you're a modern Wolfenstein fan, even though those games have a tongue-in-cheek nature, the tongue is firmly implanted in the cheek, my friends. Like, they do not take this seriously at all. It is, Nazis are evil, sometimes there are skeleton Nazis, sometimes there are paranormal beasties. We've just got to kill them. Rooty tooty, point and shooty. Did you know there's a dedicated kick button? I didn't until you told me about 10 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a dedicated kick button. It's your default. If you've somehow managed to not have any weapons, it's the default weapon. Um, It does a little bit of damage and you can use it to open doors. Again, I've played this game four times and I've never kicked anything in Return to Castle Wolfenstein. You can use it a bit like... Games quite soon after this game would start having a, like a dedicated melee button. Yeah. Where you'd like pistol whip someone. Yeah. It works quite like that. So you can have a melee attack while you've still got a gun out. Yeah. Which can make it quite useful. It's a great idea. It's never necessary. Yeah, it's a great yeah. idea. You also have a knife, which is probably the reason why you don't know about the boot button. The knife is hilarious. Like the knife is so fun because the animation is just like shank, 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 shank. You just your arm just juts out just yes. perfectly forward, really, really quickly, and you can you can press. It goes more or less as fast as you can click, so it goes. It's so good. I love the knife. Yeah. Uh, you've also got two pistols. You've got a bad pistol and a slightly worse pistol. Yeah, that's true. I mean, um, the guns aren't... I don't know about you, but the guns weren't remarkable. Yeah, none of them were great. It's got flamethrower, but it's not video games' best flamethrower. No, I like throw. I really do like a good flamethrower, but this wasn't really... I, 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 it was okay, but yeah. it's... Uh, yeah, the guns in this game sort of bleed into the, the overall gameplay with that. They aren't great, especially through modern a modern lens. But because you sort of, I'd say they aren't great even compared to like contemporary games like um, Half Life or Quake Three. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think they're reasonably they're reasonably rote, they're reasonably boring um, to an extent. But you you kind of move on from them quite quickly, so. You move quite quickly and the gameplay has enough of variety that you never really feel that terrible that half the guns are basically some kind of submachine gun. A lot of them are real guns as well, which which also sort of makes us a bit unhappy. Mm. Because 
So real guns are boring as shit. <laughs> I don't care about your. Oh, it's an AR bloody bleedy blue. No. Why doesn't it have a skull attached to it? And why doesn't it fire demon tears? Those are the things I want. I want ridiculousness, like plasma bolters and things like that. I want silliness. Like, yeah, this game has paranormal, Nazi, crazy technology, and it really doesn't go very far with it in terms of your weapon out, like your weapon choices. I understand it's trying to keep one foot in the door of uh, of historical fiction, but it still is fiction. You can still be creative. Rooty tooty, point and shooty. Deep gameplay analysis. I really like how fast you move. I'm just, I'm a, I'm a massive sucker for shooters where you move really, really fast. Yeah, you move fast, you shoot a lot, and the body count is high. You can bunny hop. So this was made in the Quake 3 engine, which means it, it's not necessarily a looker by modern standards, but the key word for this game is variety. Is it a looker? No. But there is a variety. Well, apart from the mission outdoors, I think most of the levels hold up quite well for a 20-year-old game. I think that's that's true, but I think because there's so much variety and because you're not bogged down in seeing the same thing over and over and over again and you're not bogged down in doing the same thing over and over again you're a lot more forgiving with it like the shooting isn't amazing but because you do like a stealth section and then you're onto a mounted machine gun and then you're onto a horror section like you're down in the crypt the game just keeps it you moving so you couldn't possibly get bored with Meant like with any of the segments, really, because okay, the moment you're like, oh, I don't really like this, you're doing something completely different. You would almost like have to dislike first person shooters to not have a decent time with this. There's two levels in particular that I'd like to talk about. Shoot, yeah, go for it. So, most of the rest of this game before I played it again for this had sort of bled into, like, one vaguely World War II-y castle corridor. Yeah. Except for the crypt. Oh, the crypt. Now... Which I remembered really, really strongly. Yeah, I remembered the crypt, and I thought, as an adult man, a 30-year-old adult man, I'd be strong. And the game doesn't look very quote-unquote realistic it's not photo real and that wouldn't get me for some reason it playing with the lights off where there's no one in the house like it did kind of scare me a little bit yeah it has got a couple of jump scares that you know are gonna get anyone who isn't some kind of iron hard horror professional i am the kind of person who my girlfriend loves horror films and my imagination just runs away with me, so I, I can't watch them. Because if I watch a horror film, even if it's a shit horror film, even if it's a horror film that everyone just says, oh, it's just nonsense, it will get in my head, and I will not be able to sleep. And that's how the therapy starts, and I'm not going down that path. <laughs> so, yeah, it's also interesting because, you know, the the 
zombie knights who have the shield that can reflect your bullets back at you. It yes. really changes up how you how you approach encounters. Yeah, it does the thing that a lot of horror levels should do, which is it completely flips what you knew on its head and you have to learn something new in a weird environment whilst the pressure's on. And it it really adds like the gameplay enforces that horror element, which is brilliant. Like that's what a video game should do. It shouldn't tell you this is a horror. It doesn't just hang some skulls on the wall and say, now you're in the bad times. Now you're in the, the horror den. Now you're in the monster pit. No, it, it enforces that through gameplay, and it's it's a fantastic level. I still remember it from the first time playing it, but it still scares it's, me. It's a, it's got a cool setup as well because before you get to the crypt, you sort of fight your way through this standard medieval European town that the Nazis have occupied, and then suddenly, crypt. Yeah, yeah. The game does have this vague like um it has a like a, an ancient egyptian leaning as well so it um it it does kind of uh, fuck with the undead quite a bit and when the crypt section came up i i did piss myself a little bit in fear <laughs> um and the second level that i really wanted to talk about was the one i think it's actually immediately after the crypt no it's not it's there's the crypt goes into the church and then after the church there's the the stealth mission the outdoor stealth mission mm-hmm. which I didn't like okay why not so first it's not held up very well at all um, in these days games can do outdoors reasonably well so like, even if it's a pretty linear tunnel yeah you can pretend to be a pretty decent outdoor area. We talked about this a bit in Call of Juarez. Yeah. And this is before games did that. So you're on a very polygonal hill with very polygonal pine trees just sort of standing around. I think it's the limitations of the Quake 3 engine as well. Like yeah. we, As we've touched on, it, it's not a looker most of the time and the more time you have to look at it the worse it gets so in those open environments you do have a lot of breathing space to kind of sit back and go wow this place looks like dog shit it's an environment that really doesn't lend its well to the self well to the quake 3 engine either no um but it it's a low point yes but as we've said with the rest of the gameplay, you're quickly through it and you're quickly on to the next thing. It's Yeah, it isn't very long. It's like a it. buffet of gaming, this game. Like, you know, oh, you didn't like that. Well, how about you try a bit of this? Oh, you didn't like that. Well, how about you try a bit of this? Like, it just keeps you going, keeps you moving along the path. Nazis! So, this game has Nazis in it. Nazis! And the more recent Wolfenstein games have Nazis in them. Mm -hmm. But they're very different. Mm. We are in a different place. Well, the world's very different in upsetting ways. Yes. There was a time 
dear listeners, when we could all agree that genocidal maniacs were awful. Yeah. We could agree on that. So, the Nazis in this game are just continuously cartoonishly evil. Yes. Like, more than one of them is a literal necromancer. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That is true, yes. The game starts with the other agent that you've been captured with being zapped by a Tesla coil. Mm, Yeah, Agent 1. He's the co-op player, if you play it in co-op. Yeah. So he's less zapped by a Tesla coil if you play it in co-op. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they raise the dead. And actually most of the evil things they do are involved in involve raising the dead. Basically, if you can think of like a bad thing, like a cartoonish bad thing, mostly involving skeletons and the like, that's kind of what they're into. Like ending the world yeah. and evil magic. Yeah. Just just being nasty. Basically, if Dick Dastardly, who was in league with the Axis of Evil in Catch the Pigeon and maybe other cartoons. Wasn't if, he wasn't he a Wilhelmine German? Because he's flying a He's a World War One guy. Yeah, was he a German or was he an American traitor? I can't remember. He had an American accent, but never mind. I don't really know the lore of Dick Dastardly. I don't know the lore of to cat, uh, of cat, I was about to say to catch a pigeon, which is like a weird crossover between to catch a predator and catch the pigeon, which <laughs> I would watch if any if there's any TV execs out there. I am available for uh, for concepting, so. An enormous wood pigeon enters the room and says, would you like to take a seat over there? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What are you doing here? Ooh, just being stupid. Just here to see someone. I think they're supposed to be 18. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, these... um, Oh, yeah, yeah, we're talking about Nazis, Nazis, aren't we? These Nazis are, like, cartoonishly evil. Yeah, if Dick Dastardly would do it, if it would be, like, a Dick Dastardly caper, these Nazis would, would get into it. They'd probably shoot people while doing it as well, which is a bit worse than Dick Dastardly. Yeah, because they're video game Nazis, they have to have guns and stuff. And the Nazis in the newer Wolfenstein games are just as pulpy, but they're a lot less cartoonish. Which is a good and bad thing, because there's a lot more layers to the new Wolfenstein games and there's a lot more characterization which the games of the day purposefully seem to but they weren't doing they're unapologetic and Doom 2016 perfectly lampoons this it is unapologetic the main character does not give a shit about the story they just want to kill things they just want to rampage through the world like Spoilers. Well, have you seen the character models in this game? Could you take them seriously? No, of course not. Of course not. Whereas the new Wolfenstein games are very much like these. This isn't ever relatable evil, especially in this uh, in this political climate where, again, we seem to not be able to agree that genocidal maniacs are bad, and we we should treat them with disdain. So yeah, it's it's just interesting how the uh, how the portrayal of Nazis have changed over the years. 
Yeah, there is a... Uh, <laughs> it's funny as well, like, the demons in Dune 2016 are a lot more cartoonish than the demons in old Dune. Like, it was like, oh, God, what's that? Oh, this is horrible. This is crazy. And now in New Doom, it's, you know, they're kind of a bit silly. Whereas the opposite's happened with actual baddies, like human baddies in Wolfenstein. When you when you up the resolution on like a demon, it it's very hard to make it not look quite silly. Yeah, that's especially true. the demons in Doom, which were like one of them is literally a beholder without eye stalks. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas when you up the resolution on a Nazi, they become a lot more horrible. Yeah. Well we start to enter the uncanny valley. And to be fair to, to Wolfenstein, it's a modern Wolfenstein. I think a lot of the issue is just with the, the cultural climate that we're in, where it's uncomfortable because it's now it's uncomfortable because yeah. there are certain people out there who are like, Oh no, you need to talk to the Nazis. It's like, no, the it's, genocide. It's uncomfortable maybe... because some people unironically said we need to talk to the Nazis. Yes. When it came out, the genocidal maniacs will not respond well to conversation. We cannot talk to them. I'm afraid. Did you like it? I liked it quite a bit. I liked it a lot more than I was expecting to. I think I liked it more than I remember. Yeah, I was expecting it to be a bit of a chore, and I just enjoyed playing it. It, it just fun. it never stops moving forward. Like it, it's almost impossible to dislike. I like first-person shooters, and this just gives me different kind of variants and flavors of what a first-person shooter is. The shooting isn't brilliant, but it moves. It moves so fast. I, I can't really fault it. It's it's just a good, fun, pulpy game. It and I like moving at fifty miles an hour. Make more game more shooters have should have you move really quickly. <laughs> it's good. And it's so bloody cheap as well. Like it is so yeah. cheap. Even not on sale it was like five pounds. It's like a it's like a subway sandwich. It's like a six inch a six inch subway. Like it's it's a lot better than most six inch subways. I would hear your arguments that it is not, but it is a lot better than most. So yeah, I, it's it's a great steal really, because if you like first person shooters, and you have somehow not played Return to Castle Wolfenstein, then it is a nice treat. Like It's almost impossible to dislike. I've had subways that have left me feeling like actively worse than I did before eating them. And this game did not make me feel actively worse. No, it it made me feel quite good. So, Return to Castle Wolfenstein, objectively better than Subway. Fuck you, Jared. <laughs> uh, did it review well? I remember this reviewing quite well, and having checked it, it, it did review it. It got high 80s and uh, low 90s pretty much all round uh, at the time. If you played it on PS2, then you were fresh out of luck, because... That reviewed poorly. Like that had performance issues out the wazoo. Um, I can't. That doesn't Im- surprise me at all. I can't imagine, even though it's supposedly the complete experience. I can't imagine playing this on console in 2019. No, I, I really, really can't imagine playing 
basically anything made in the Quake 3 engine on console voluntarily. But it reviewed very well. Nine from nine from IGN, nine point two from GameSpot. Eurogamer gave it an eight. It uh, yeah, it it sits at a uh, a decent a decent uh, average score on Metacritic, and I think it holds up. Like I don't think those uh, I don't think those reviews are outdated. It's it's good. It's not the most in depth shooter in the world. It's not the most. Um, accomplished but it's it's a tasty little morsel and you move through it so quickly like you honestly you just on to the next thing on to the next thing on to the next thing and what's not to like about that so fhm magazine yeah gave it a hundred percent oh well i would I mean, that is fhm magazine but... moving forward i'd like to cross-reference <laughs> all of our video games with what for him magazine <laughs> uh, says about them because yeah. they know they know they they have objectively the correct opinion about all video games i'm sorry if you can't agree with me on that well i think if you can't agree with him on that then you're just obviously a nazi <laughs> So what kind of sausage do you think this game is? Um, a kosher one. So you think you've gone down the supermarket and you're looking in the kosher section for it's... the strange, the strange and kosher frankfurters? I think it's got to be kosher. I mean, it's very, it's very strong on its opinion against Nazis. I mean, could it be like a Polish sausage that has an alternate German name that was illegal in certain parts of the world between 1930 and 1945? Potentially, I don't know if you uh, if you get this in your supermarket. But in my supermarket, they've uh, they do like multi packs of sausages. Like they're smaller; they're almost like chipolata size, and they're like, multi packs. You mean of... like sausage variety? Packs. Yeah, they're like a sausage variety pack. That's kind of what this is, because you're just keep yeah. doing like you're moving on. You're doing different stuff. It's it's all under the guise of first person shooter, but. You're just moving on. It's just like, oh, did I like the Cumberland? No. Okay, well, I'll move on to this sweet chilli. Oh, did I like that? Okay, yeah, I did. But now I'm going to move on to this honey mustard sausage. It's it's lovely stuff. It's uh, You never get bored of, uh, of a sausage pack like that. It's a new sausage every night. Yeah, I'd agree. It's a sausage variety pack. Yeah, and uh, as we all know, a... Uh, a different sausage every night is the uh, is the true. That's the true meaning of happiness. Yes. Yes, it the is. The true meaning of happiness is a sausage. Is a sausage every night. A different sausage every night. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Bangers. You can contact us at BangersPod on Twitter or BangersPodcast at gmail.com. Bye!